Hello and welcome to another episode of the I Mean It podcast. Whether you're watching on the Revolution Network, YouTube, Rumble, listening on the Revolution Network, uh, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcast Network, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening and watching, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, This week, it's post-draft, and we're going to come to you and talk to you about uh, the Wonderlick test. So last episode, we talked about small hands, what to draft, not to draft, with the quarterbacks this week, the Wonderlick test. And I know, I know, it's so controversial, the Wonderlick test, right? Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, just like small hands don't mean anything. Well, just like I showed you on the small hands, the Wonderlick actually does mean quite a lot. And I know for some reason it's controversial to people. Um, I think those are the same people, though, that like, they say, oh, you know, I'm really smart, but I'm a bad test taker. I'm just a bad test taker. Okay, so you're really smart, except when I want to know what you actually know, you don't know shit. But you're really smart. <laughs> anyway, um, so for the parameters of this, we are going to start with anybody that's been drafted, drafted since the year 2000, and scored under a 24 for their Wonder League. And why do we say 24? Why is that the cutoff? Well, because since actually 1990, no quarterback with under a Wonder League score of 24 has won a Super Bowl except for two guys. Uh, one of them, Brett Favre, and the other one, Trent Dilfer. So one of them was literally one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. Three straight MVPs, two straight Super Bowls, Super Bowl champion. Obviously, you know, wherever he falls on your list, you know, maybe top 10, definitely top 20 for sure of all time. He was a big dummy, big country dummy, right? But that goddamn arm talent, man, when it's that good, you can't stop. And the other guy is obviously uh, widely regarded as the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl in the modern era for sure. Because that defense and Ray Lewis were so, so badass, like... The dude didn't have to do a lot. But anyway, that's why we're using 24. But, you know, I started digging. I I said that to a buddy of mine. He was like, well, dude, not everybody wins the Super Bowl, right? Which is very fucking true, as you'll see here at the end of the podcast. So I said, you know what? That's fair, man. So let me look back and see how many, like, actually great quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, average quarterbacks there have been drafted since 2000. To score under 24 in the Wonder League, because that's more fair, let's be honest. It's really fucking hard to win a Super Bowl, right? I mean, Peyton Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He's won two, which two's a lot. Two's a fucking lot. Uh, But that shouldn't be the only metric. That is a fair fucking point. So I took that challenge, and I looked at quarterbacks, again, that have been drafted since the year 2000, that have scored under a 24 in the Wonder League. So the total number of those quarterbacks is 41 Sorry, not just been drafted, but either drafted or UDFAs that have 
got into the NFL, got on a roster with a Wonderlick score. So 41 of those guys, under 24. Now, of those 41, we're going to take out two because they're uh, in the same draft class from two years ago. I think it's too too early to judge them. Uh, and we'll identify those here in a minute, but that's that's not fair. So I'm not going to count them on, in any category because, again, that's not really fair to them. Uh, they're not trending well, but, again, not fair. So we're taking those out. So really, you're looking at 39 guys. Now, those 39 guys, 32 of them, you've either never heard of them in your life or you'll see that they were definitely straight-up fucking bust. And some of them were taken in the first round. So that is 82%, by the way, 82% of the 39 straight up just either bust or you've never heard of them in your life or if you had you might have been a fan of the team you might remember their cup of coffee that's about it and that list is as follows we'll go through it quickly tyler thigpen uh scored a 21 seventh round 2007 aj mccarran 22 fifth round 2014 chad henney scored a 22 second round in 2008 quick side note on chad henney he actually actually has a career record of 18 and 32. Who the fuck let him start 50 fucking games in the NFL? <laughs> 18 and 32? Ah, that just goes to show you, though, what the power of being a second round pick is in this league. People will just keep giving you fucking chances, even though obviously you're stupid and you suck. Anyway, moving on. Eric Ainge scored a 22 fifth round in 2008. Tim Tebow, first round, scored a 22 in the first round pick in 2010. And people, if you want to come at me about Tim Tebow, look, if you want to fight about it, y'all can step outside and practice falling down, and I'll be there shortly. I promise you that, because the dude fucking sucked. Connor Shaw, 23, undrafted free agent 2014. Uh... Jordan, or sorry, yeah, Jordan Palmer and Tim Hasselback. Both of them, I grouped these together. Jordan Palmer was sixth round 2007. Hasselback, 2002 undrafted free agent. Both scored a 23. Uh, but both now somehow QB gurus. I don't know. Maybe that falls into the, you know, those who can't play coach. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, I think it's funny, though, when those guys criticize other people about what they think about quarterbacks. I'm like, I mean, dude, we knew you were going to suck. So, you know, we're probably pretty accurate on who else we think. We're probably not going to make it. But anyway, I'll leave that there. Jimmy Clausen, 23, second round, 2010. Um, and that dude had one of the worst cases of dumb faces I've ever fucking seen. Um I thought he was actually going to be pretty good, though, out of Notre Dame. So I'll, I'll take the L on that one. I was definitely wrong. He sucked. Uh, Vince Young, he scored six first-round draft pick in 2006. Now, BY was had, you could argue, one of the best college football. Well, you can't argue that. He had one of the best college football seasons ever. You could argue whether or not it was the best. Uh, that was a magical run for the Longhorns, so I do see why he kind of shot up the draft board. But, I mean, if you saw him play, you knew it didn't translate. You knew it didn't translate, but great career with the Longhorns. But, again, not going to work in the NFL. 
Uh, I'll skip a couple of these, but T. Martin, fifth round, 2000. David Carrard scored a 14. He was in the fourth round, 2002. He did have one Pro Bowl year in 2009, but he was also out of the league by 2011, so it didn't last very long, very short-lived success. Seneca Wallace, fourth round, he scored a 14, fourth round, 2003. Jim Sorge, 15, sixth round, 2009. Anthony Wright, Chris Redman, Ro Rohan Davey, Cleo Lemon, Jurius Jackson, Joe Hamilton, Tyler Palco, A.J. Feely, or Bruce Gradkowski, uh, Matt Jones, Cody Pickett, Jake Locker, another first-round pick. Jesus, was that Tennessee? Holy shit. If you're a Titans fan, oh, man. If you were excited about that pick, I hope you learned something. I really hope you learned something. And if you weren't, good for you. Uh, Jacob Eason, James Morgan, Chad the Machine Gun Kelly. I think he was actually Mr. Irrelevant, if I remember right. Um, Paxton Lynch, another first-round pick. Cowboys wanted him. Probably a good thing they didn't get that. Uh, and then Tyler Wilson. So that's your list of the 32. And I did skip a few guys in there. But you see what I'm talking about. All those names I rattled off. The only ones you probably could remember was VY again because he was so great in college and Tebow because how could you not fucking remember Tim Tebow? But other than that, whole big bag of fucking nothing. So under 24, drafted since the year 2000. Now, for the two guys, so that leaves us a total nine players remaining of the 41. So the two guys I told you was too early to tell. Um... Jalen Hurts scored an 18. He was second round 2020. Yeah, 2020, sorry. Uh, he played four games as a rookie. We're not going to count that. 15 starts last year. His QBR was 48.5. That's below average. His uh, adjusted yards per attempt, 7.1. That's right on league average. 17th in DVOA, slightly below average. Again, too early to judge. Too early to judge on him. And then, of course, everybody's favorite Hawaiian whipping boy, Tua. Scored a 13. He was a first-round pick in 2020. Nine starts as a rookie. Again, let that go. 12 starts last year, though. 49.7 QBR, below average. Advanced or adjusted yards per attempt, 6.5. That is terribly below average. Terribly. 18th in DVOA. Below average again, and even one slot worse than Hurts. So not looking great for Tua. And if you remember early on, he was like, oh, oh, this is easy compared to Alabama. And then he actually got in the game the rookie year, and then he was like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm struggling learning the playbook. Shocker! A dude that scored a 13 is struggling to learn the playbook. Huge fucking shocker there. So those are the two that of the nine that are, we're not going to count. All right, so we got seven remaining, and I broke them down to very easy Categories are actually very easy to break them down once I went through their career numbers and accomplishments. So we'll start with the best of the best. There's one, one guy in the elite category. And I'm just going to say it's Deshaun Watson. Off the field, it is what it is. Whatever you think, you know, that's fine. But on the field, this dude, he was, the last year that he started, he was the second most valuable player in the NFL, ATS, next to Aaron Rodgers. And it was by fucking smidge. Like, not even a full half a point. So, 
that's pretty fucking outstanding. That is the elite of the elite of the elite. So again, yes, does he, you know, have a uh, fetish with, you know, massage therapists? Sure. You know, who doesn't? You know, yes, does he take it to the extreme of apparently whipping his dick out and popping his hips like comes on himself, even if they don't touch him? Yeah, apparently he does. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but there's no denying this kid's talent on the field. Uh, he has been absolutely fucking tremendous. So, And he scored a 20 on his Wonder League. So maybe he could be that next guy that wins the Super Bowl. Browns fans are hoping for sure that's under the 24. Uh, but he's the only one that's in the elite category. All right, so next we've got two players that I put in the good category. Not quite elite, but far enough above average. They're definitely good quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. Uh, number one on that is Lamar Jackson. Uh, he scored a 13. I'm just wondering, like, that's pretty hard to do. Um, but here's the thing. Are these two players, they're trending two different ways. So Lamar is trending the wrong way. So... His first year, not, not his rookie year, but his first year starting his full season, being fair, he had an 83 QBR. That's unfucking believable I mean, elite, elite, elite. He had a uh, 8.9, 8.9 adjusted yards per average passing. That's more than elite. That's, that's unfucking worldly. That's incredible. And his DVOA, he was second in the league. I mean, he was literally that MVP season. And I said on the other podcast, that's why you can't put him in with the cam season, even though it's one kind of freak season. His freak ceiling season was so much higher than cams. It's, I mean, it's not even close. It's, it's not even comparable. At his top of the top of the top, he was as good as any quarterback in the NFL by any analytic you want to go by, period. And then plus the fucking running and the athleticism. So he was absolutely unbelievable in that first year. Now, the second year, uh, QBR down to 67.3. Again, still well above average, right in the good zone. We're fine there. Adjusted yards per attempt, 7.6. Still well above average, good there. Now, his DVA dipped all the way to 21st, which that's pretty well below average there. So not a good sign. But then this last year, his QBR went to a 50.7. So that's actually slightly below average from a QBR perspective. Uh, 6.9 on his average yards per attempt. That's below average as well. And then you had, he was 19th in DVOA. So actually tick up from the year before, but still below average. So we went from 83 to 67.3 to 50 on his QBR. 8.9, 7.6 to 6.9 on his adjusted uh, yards per attempt. DVOA second to 21st to 19th. So not trending well for Lamar. Not trending well at all. Now, is he one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at the elite? Is he below average, which he absolutely was this last season in every metric? I don't think either one. I think he's somewhere in the middle. I think he'll stay in this good zone as long as he stays healthy, obviously, which that's pretty much any quarterback. But he, he does rely heavily on his athleticism you know, more than some. So I, I don't think he'll continue to dip 
all the way down into this below average category, but that is what kept him from being elite. If it was just the one year, he'd be right there with what he'd actually be above Watson. But with everything considered, he's in the good category. All right, the second player in the good category, Kyler Murray, first round, 2019. He scored a 20. Now, he's trending up, though. So his QBR actually was above average all three years. But if you dig deeper than that, his adjusted yards per attempt, 6.6, his first year starting, to 7.1, to 7.9. So below average to exactly average to well fucking above average last year. His DBOA, 21st, so below average, 18th, below average, to 7th, almost in the elite category. So you see the trend line going up for uh, Kyler Murray. And I know we joke around a lot about him on FGH. We call him the circus midget and all that stuff. But I'm just here to say that, you know, at his size, which anybody that tries to tell you that kid's 5'10 or 5'11, they're smoking crack. I know people that know him. I know people that coached him. He's 5'8. He's 5'8. And he is playing. First of all, he's playing in the NFL. That alone is fucking incredible. That he could take a snap and not die is amazing. And the fact that his trend line is going up towards being one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, holy shit. And I was not a fan of him coming down. I was, I was a great fan of his, his arm talent and his, obviously his athleticism. I was not a fan of his size because I'm sorry, that's so far of an outlier. I've never seen it done. You could say, oh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is like three inches taller than him. So even Drew Brees makes him look small. And that's saying something. So he was such an outlier there. I didn't think that his talent could overcome it. But goddamn, dude, so far, he's proven me wrong. That That's on me for sure. So uh, those are the two in the good category. All right, that leaves us with four guys left. All right, this is the only guy in the average, I guess slightly above average, but man, it's fucking barely. But I'm going to call it the average to slightly above average category. That's Derek Carr. Uh, he was second round pick in 2014. He scored a 20 on the Wonderlick. His average yards per attempt for career, right at the average. His QBR is right at the average. His DVOA, I can't total that, so I don't know exactly what his career is but either way if those two first two are average you got to think he's around the average i Derek carr is one of those enigmas right he's probably perfectly drafted in the second round he's he's not an elite quarterback he'll never be an elite quarterback will he ever be the worst quarterback in the nfl no um they don't ever be the best now he can be better than average some years worse than average other years whatever he's just going to be around that category that's just where he's going to live for his career Nothing wrong with that, but that's where he's at. All right. Now we get to the below average with some success. Because I'm not counting any of the rest of those guys. Obviously, they were below average. That's that's a different, like I said, that's a different category. They had no success. They're, they're just terrible. All right. Uh, Michael Vick, first round. And I went over this last podcast. 2,000. Scored at 20. His career, average yards per, or adjusted yards per attempt, 6.6. Well, well, well below average. I talked about Tua. That's a bad range. His QBR was a 46, well below average. Uh, again, I can't total DVOA, but he had more negative than positive seasons of DVOA, which is going to put him below average 
no matter what the total is, it's going to be below average. Um, so that's number one. Number two, Teddy Two Gloves. First round, 2014, scored a 20. Uh, again, career average, below below average on adjusted yards per attempt, below average on QBR, can't total DVA. But again, if those first two scores are going to be below average, you got to think that DVOA is going to be below average as well. And here's really my synopsis on Teddy Two Gloves. And, you know, I, I thought he was uh, a decent quarterback coming out of college. I didn't like him in the first round, but it is what it is. But if you want to look and see who Teddy Two Gloves really is, uh, two years ago with Carolina, he went 5-11 and on obviously a terrible fucking team. It's not holding that against him. But then last year, he went 7-7 seven and seven on a team that's now the third favorite in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. So that should tell you everything you need to know about Teddy Two Gloves. He's just a dude, and he's never gonna he's never gonna elevate you, and he's not even he's not even gonna win all the games that he should win, which that's what an average quarterback does. He loses games that you know he should win. That's what a below average quarterback does. And that's who Teddy Two Gloves is overall. And the last one, and I know I'm gonna have some fights on my hand here, but again, you people, step outside, practice falling down. I'll be there shortly. This podcast is not that long. <laughs> All right, Cam Newton, first round, 2011, scored a 21. Before you lose your mind, adjusted yards per attempt for his career, below average. QBR for his career, below average. Six of his nine gradable seasons in DVOA were below average. That means that 66% of this man's career, he was a below average average quarterback that makes him below average by definition now if you're a huge fan of his like i was a michael vick you might want to fight about it i understand that i do understand it it hurts my heart to put vick in this category i gotta wear that fucking scarlet letter forever again i told you last podcast i thought michael vick was going to change football be the greatest thing we've ever seen it just didn't work out that way it just did not work out that way um so overall, Cam, below average quarterback. And if you really want to be honest, in the year of our Lord 2022, if you had your football team and you had to pick a quarterback and you had to pick Cam or Teddy Two Gloves, who are you picking? I think I'm going to go with Teddy Two Gloves. Because at least with, if I had a great roster like Denver, he would have me around 500, right? Cam and New England, they won, I don't know, six, seven games. Mac Jones, who, uh, the other playoffs, I think they made the playoffs, double-digit wins, and I don't think Mac Jones is that good, but that just shows you the difference, right? If you could just be average, which neither one of those guys are, but if you just be average, you'll win more than you lose on a good roster. That's just kind of the way the NFL works. Now, I say all of that to say, to get to the 2022 class, all right, so of the guys that scored under 24 in the 2022 class, you had Matt Corral, scored a 15, drafted in the third round. Kenny Pickett, my favorite weapon boy, Kenny Pickett at this point, scored a 17, only quarterback draft in the first round. Desmond Ritter, 19 in the third round. Uh, he told Atlanta he wasn't leaving without taking him to the Super Bowl. That's going to be expensive on a third-round player's salary. I don't think he realized that it's such a sliding scale from first to third when he made that prediction, but you know what? 
I'm sure his agent will help cover it. Whatever happens, it, he'll be all right financially. He'll be all right. <laughs> and then Carson Strong, uh, quarterback out of Nevada, scored a 22, undrafted free agent. Now, my personal opinion on these guys, uh, overall, the quarterback, I like Desmond Ritt, Ritter the best. Uh, he's just kind of my flavor of uh, coffee or tea, whatever you want to say. And then, but I did think Carson Strong threw the ball the best. However, Carson Strong has got some really bad problems with his knees, and that's why he went undrafted uh, free agent. I hope, you know, for the kid's sake, he makes the roster and he can have carve out a career because he throws a really great fucking football. Uh, but overall, Desmond Ritter was my favorite quarterback of this group. But if you're looking at all these guys under 24, that scored under 24, and you look at, I just said, Michael Vick and Cam Newton. None of these guys are Michael Vick and Cam Newton, okay? Michael Vick was one of the it was the greatest athlete at the time we ever saw the play the quarterback position. Was still really successful relative to in the NFL. Uh, I mean his numbers didn't bear it out, but you know, like I said, he won a, at least one playoff game that I can remember, the Green Bay game specifically. Maybe two. And, you know, he played for a long time. And Cam Newton, talk about I mean, I talked about Vince Young earlier. This is the guy you can argue greatest seasons i mean when cam newton won that national championship from for auburn i mean the dude was like a one-man fucking wrecking crew and he was huge he still i mean he didn't shrink he's still fucking huge great athlete cannon for an arm um i mean just everything that you wanted right in that first round pick and he went number one overall it's hard to fucking argue with it and that's the thing. I mean, scoring a 21, yeah, that's one outlier, though. That's one outlier. So in that instance, yeah, I could I could see drafting Cam Newton more. I mean, the dude was six foot five, 240, 50 pounds of chiseled fucking muscle, and he had a cannon, and he just won a national fucking championship in the SEC. He was unbelievable. So yes, you. I mean, that is when you take a swing like that. Of course. Michael Vick, yes, of course. Teddy Two Gloves, nah. That's what you don't, because Teddy Two Gloves is these guys. That's who that's that's who these guys are Teddy Two Gloves. Alright, and, and again, I'm not criticizing the team because they they didn't pick these guys in the first round, so they did the right thing, right? It's no problem taking a swing at Matt Corral, does any of these guys. Take take your swing, man. Take swing away, but not in the first round. Except for Pittsburgh. They drafted Kenny Pickett, who has tiny hands, which on the last podcast I told you does not work out. No matter how special you are, like Michael Vick. And he's stupid. Which again, no matter how special you are, doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. I mean, he scored a 17. Deshaun Watson's the only person in our elite category. He scored a 20. So he's better than him. So I don't know what Pittsburgh was thinking. I really don't. It's it's so un Pittsburgh like it I don't know, it's scary. It really is kind of scary how bad that pick was. But anyway, uh my point is Cam Newton and Michael Vick being in the blow average with an under twenty four Wonderlick, none of these guys are anywhere as close to special as those two those two fucking guys in, in any form, in any form imaginable. So the success rate for these two guys are these four guys probably not fucking great probably not fucking great but however i wanted to see okay 
not and again the Super Bowl argument was uh, wasn't fair but I wanted to wrap it up with this on who has won Super Bowls that's been drafted from the year 2000 on and what did they score in the Wonder League right what where kind of is our sweet spot at because there is no right answer like I mean the guys that have scored the highest they don't win shit either and they don't last in the league so I'm not telling you got to be a genius you certainly don't um Maybe there's a cap going up. I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to take the time doing that research. But there's definitely a cap going down. Which that's all you really want in any of these parameters is you just want a bucket to fit guys in. So, okay, he fits in this bucket, this bucket, this bucket, this bucket. Okay, he's a little bit of an outlier in this bucket. But if he makes, again, like Cam Newton checks all the boxes, all the buckets. Yeah, he's a little, maybe he's not as smart. But, man, we got all this other shit. I mean, that's the guy you take the chance on, right? Kind of like a guy we'll get to here in a second. But uh, there's been 22 Super Bowls since the year 2000. Now, four of them have been won by guys that were drafted beforehand. So we're not counting those. We're down to 18. First of all, um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ten guys have won 18 Super Bowls. So for all the, oh, the NFL's the king of parody crowd. Nah. Maybe one day coming up soon, but here we go. Matt Stafford has one, scored a 38. Tom Brady has seven, scored a 33. Eli Dumbface Manning tied for first on the score with 39. Big Ben, that big dummy, he scored a 25. He's, he got two. Joe Flacco's got one with a 27. Nick, big dick Nick Foles got one with a 29. Aaron Rodgers. One with a 39. He's the one that's tied with Eli for the highest. Mahomes, 24. He has the lowest. Wilson, 28. And Breeze, 28. So, again, Mahomes right on that line, the 24 line. But, again, like I said, everything else checks, right? I mean, that dude throws the football like I remember Brett Favre throwing the football. And if you watch those old Brett Favre highlights, either the cameras didn't work as well back then, which is quite possible, or he still throws the hardest football I've ever fucking seen in my life. Because there's some shots that the camera can't even catch up with it. But I know Mahomes, you know, I mean, the dude, the arm talent is unfucking believable So, again, if you're going to go guy with a lower end, that's who you fucking put your money. Somebody that has a special trait or several special traits. You don't draft a dude with tiny hands and no fucking special traits. Who's also stupid. Good lord. Anyway, <laughs> why am I yelling? It's all—it's only us. It's, all, it's me and you talking. Why am I yelling? Just don't need to yell. You're not yelling. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I can't hear you. Stop yelling. If you are yelling, stop yelling. Stop yelling. <laughs> anyway, if you average all those scores up, your average Super Bowl winner drafted since the year 2000 averages a 31. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means. I know I know it means they're higher than 23. I do know that. And all those guys are higher than 23. So, again, drafting quarterbacks is such a just unbelievably hard science to do. Even when you think you knock it out of the park with an Andrew Luck, per se. Uh, which, I mean, the dude did great things. He took a shit team. To, I, think he, I think he went... 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5. 
He went from making the playoffs to the division round all the way to the AFC Championship game. His first three years starting in the NFL. Uh, I think Mahomes is the only thing that's beat that. Maybe Brady. But Brady didn't play as a rookie, so that really doesn't count. But anyway, um, even when you got that guy, it didn't work out, right? Mentally, something went wrong with him, and he was a smart dude. And he just he got broke, right? He got broken mentally, and it didn't work out. So if that fucking guy can't be, right, the number one, I mean, just locked in, perfect prospect, who fucking can? I don't think anybody can. I think this is my point, is that you just gotta, you gotta put yourself in the best position not to miss. It's the best way I can say it, right? Don't draft people with tiny hands, and don't draft people who scored under 24 in their wonder league, and you're at least giving yourself a chance. You're not betting on outliers. Again, if it's somebody with super special traits, man, take your swing because you never fucking know, right? You never. I'd rather have somebody that's special at a lot of things and maybe bad at one thing than a dude that's just basically average to below average at pretty much everything. And then especially a dude that's average to below average at pretty much everything and has two extremely negative fucking traits like Kenny Pickett. Ah, anyway. You'd think I was a Steelers fan, as much as I'm railing on this. But I did it before they drafted him, so it's not it's not a Steelers bias. I, I did that podcast before the draft. So just remember that if you are a Steelers fan, I'm not fucking with you. I did this before. I'm just building my case. And anyway, so average of 31, I think that's probably, you know, some, whatever. As long as it's 24 or up, just look at the trades after that. That's where you want to be. That's really where you want to be. And uh, I think that's about all that I have to say on this one. Um, again, if you disagree, that's cool. Uh, hit me up on social media. Hit us up on uh, at the footballgloryhole.com. You know, but no matter what, join the Revolution Network. Check out everything we got going on. We got the I Mean It podcast right here. We got Football and Freedom. Uh, Longhorn did a badass fucking job breaking down the draft. His mock drafts, I mean, the dude went like 8 for 10 in the first 10 picks. So, fuck Mel Kuyper. Listen to my buddy Longhorn, all right? And now he's going to be doing some recaps uh, division by division this week, putting them out all week. So, check that out on the Revolution Network. Of course, of course, you got FGH. We did our uh, post-round one uh, draft recap, sitting outside by the pool, smoking a cigar, drinking a couple beers. If you had not seen that, go check that out. And then, coming... Hopefully, this week, the first episode of The Bastards of Babylon. That, boys and girls, is going to be um, worth the price of admission, as some people would say. Anyway, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, love you guys, and uh, until next time, I'll be thinking about you. <laughs> if I ever said I'm never scared.